Changing lanes, the initiative bringing new CDL drivers into the workforce. A delay at the southern border. The bridge now closed for more than two weeks. We'll have more on why it's shut down and how it's hurting the economy. Quiet for now, but we're watching a strong Pacific storm system that could bring us several days of rain in first warning weather. We begin tonight with breaking news at the Barton Creek Square Mall, where police say one person was shot this afternoon. At a time where the mall is busy with people doing their holiday shopping, police say they were called to a shooting around 4.45. This is right near the movie theater. They say the suspect has not been arrested, but they did say this is not an active shooter situation. It is still a developing story. We haven't been told any details about the injuries of the victim, so we'll be following it and trying to get a better understanding of what went on here throughout the show, but also you can follow us on KXAN.com. A Georgetown man convicted of sexual assault last month is wanted by authorities now after not showing up to his sentencing hearing, prosecutors say. According to the Williamson County District Attorney's Office, a jury found 44-year-old Augustine Ecolo guilty of sexually assaulting a woman he met on a dating app. He faced a sentence of up to 20 years in prison and a fine of up to $10,000. The DA's office says its prosecutors requested Ecolo be detained without bond pending his sentencing hearing. That was scheduled for Thursday. However, according to the office, a judge set a bond at $75,000. After Ecolo failed to appear for that hearing, a warrant was issued for his arrest. In a statement, the Williamson County DA, Sean Dick, called Ecolo a dangerous predator who should have been detained so he did not have the opportunity to flee. He added, we will do everything in our power to bring him back. The DA's office is now asking anyone who sees a colo to call 911. We've also got more information on where to report anonymous tips. If you have them, just go to KXAN.com. First warning weather with meteorologist Nick Bannon. Well, after some much needed yet uh, still not very much rain coming yesterday. We've got full sunshine uh, on a setting sun type of evening for us after a beautiful day. This is how it looks in Georgetown from our Ewald Kubota camera. Completely clear skies. The sun set just after 530, but we still have a little glow of it here as we head into the early evening hours. Temperatures for most of us still in the 60s, but we're starting to see the 50s showing up and we'll be there soon in Austin on what will eventually be a chilly night. Uh, the winds coming out of the north and they've really come down. We had some blustery conditions earlier today that helped to crank the cedar up a little bit. Still in the low category, but higher than yesterday. Mold coming down now that we are drying out. Many holiday parties, many company holiday parties happening this evening. And if you're heading to one, temperatures will be dropping in a hurry from the mid 50s at seven under a clear sky to 50 by nine and 47 here at 11. So widespread 40s by midnight. And in fact, we'll show you who could freeze tomorrow morning in first warning weather ahead of a mini dry stretch before several days of rain. Nick, thank you so much. As the shortage of truck drivers continues, a new class of CDL certified drivers got the green light to join the workforce here in Austin today. Graduates with Changing Lane CDL School received their diplomas, and these graduates are now eligible to drive vehicles like big rigs, school buses, and transit buses. We know recruiters from Cap Metro, the city of Austin, and even private businesses were there ready to recruit these candidates. The honors come as the transport industry as a whole is still seeing a shortage in truckers and bus drivers brought on by the pandemic. The school's director says they are frequently fielding calls from people who are looking for these workers. Recruiters reach out every day. Every day we're having somebody, hey, 
I heard you, you know, I heard about you. You have one or two drivers for right now starting off. We're like, yes. At the beginning of this year, the city of Austin started a six-month campaign to fill some of these job vacancies. CDL-certified drivers were cited as an area the city has struggled to fill, along with 911 dispatchers, engineers, and lifeguards. Migrants continue to stream from Piedras Negras into Eagle Pass, causing bridge closures and delays for border communities there. Bridge one has been closed for over two weeks to vehicles from Mexico. That's so U.S. Customs and Border Protection officers can help Border Patrol agents who are processing thousands of asylum seekers per day. All vehicles entering from Mexico must use Bridge 2. That currently has an average wait time of almost an hour. Texas DPS officials are conducting some mandatory inspections on all commercial trucks. That's a part of Operation Lone Star. Truck inspections also are being done at the International Bridge in Del Rio. Texas State Representative Eddie Morales Jr. of Eagle Pass tells Border Report that local border economies are suffering and that it's affecting goods brought here into the U.S. We have a backlog of all these commercial vehicles that are in the waiting um, in the waiting staging area. Um, they're on the bridge. They're on the Mexico side as they're trying to find their time to cross to the to the U.S. and through Texas. Thousands of dollars in losses with these vehicles at a standstill. It impacts the local economy as well as the entire state of Texas and the United States. Morales said on Tuesday over 1,400 migrants crossed the river into one pecan farm in Eagle Pass. CBP says it does not give information on migrant crossings in specific areas, but sector-wide monthly data reports are actually expected to be released soon. Those can be found online at borderreport.com. Coming up, wreaths across America, the ceremony playing out in Austin and across the country to honor our veterans. The City of Austin Parks and Recreation Department has announced it will build a new all-abilities playground. It's a first for the city. With the help of the Austin Parks Foundation, the department says it wants to build the playground at the Onion Creek Metropolitan Park on Knuckles Crossing Road. A series of virtual and in-person community meetings will start in January, and then final design approval could happen as early as the summer. Despite a little rain yesterday, Lake Travis has started falling. Lake Buchanan still holding steady. And temperatures today actually pretty near normal with highs in the mid 60s in Austin, officially one degree above normal at 65. We'll show you who could freeze tonight and we'll track several potentially wet days ahead in first warning weather. Even though it's something that happens across America, it is in a way quintessential Texan. What Texans do, we support and recognize and do whatever we can to thank those who serve, living or deceased. Governor Greg Abbott there taking some time this morning to honor the service and sacrifice of Texas veterans. It's a part of the Wreaths Across America wreath laying ceremony at the Texas State Cemetery here in Austin. For decades, Wreaths Across America has organized this momentous tribute to service members at military cemeteries nationwide. The event brings out thousands of volunteers who place a wreath at every headstone. During the ceremony, Governor Abbott presented a proclamation to 12-year-old Rimmer McAmeer a Cedar Park boy to recognize his efforts in honoring these veterans through the program with wreaths across America. Most kids his age are glued to the TV or to video games. Rimmer has dedicated years of his life 
to honoring those who served through wreaths across America. He himself, as just a young child, has raised an amazing $75,000 for wreaths across America. And we profiled Rimmer last year. You can find that story on our website right now. We know this year he went door to door for those donations. He's organized community fundraising events as well. An amazing kid. Well, thousands of holiday wreaths were also placed on graves at Arlington National Cemetery today. At Arlington, upwards of 70 trucks helped deliver the more than 160,000 wreaths sponsored for the cemetery there. Wreaths Across America is fundraising to purchase 100,000 more. So definitely getting in the, the spirit and remembering. I think that's what this mm -hmm. season's all about. You yeah, know? thinking about those that aren't there and celebrating with the ones that are, thinking of your family and friends and all that. And yeah. We're really getting in the, the seasons. Amazingly, a little more than a week left until Christmas. Oof. People have been asking what the weather's going to be like for Christmas Day for a little while now. Don't get your hopes up. No chance of snow this year. Not that we've had much snow ever on Christmas Day here in Central Texas. I guess there's always a chance, right? This is how it looks from our Lorenz and Lorenz 360 cam from Westlake Hills. The sun uh, set almost 45 minutes ago, but we still have a little glow left. Completely clear skies across the entire state today. Thanks to that cold front that moved through uh, yesterday afternoon and evening, brought us a little bit of rain and brought us, uh, I wouldn't say a cool down during the day, but we do expect a chillier night tonight. Most of the state in the 50s now. Look at the temperatures we expect to begin with tomorrow morning. So this is Sunday morning for us. Down to 38 in Austin. That's chilly, but there could be some spots in the hill country that get down to or below freezing. So a brief freeze for some of you. We're talking Lano, Mason, Fredericksburg, possibly parts of San Saba and Lampasas counties even. Uh, near you in Marble Falls as well. The rest of us, the potential for a little bit of frost to begin the day tomorrow, uh, but generally avoiding the freeze in the metro and our eastern counties. After a cold start to the day, we do bounce back thanks to sunshine and a warmer wind out of the west and eventually southwest. Mid-60s by the middle of the day. Highs coming in in the low 70s tomorrow. Tomorrow looks to be the nicest day of the week ahead. I know we need rain, but as far as sun and comfort goes, it's got uh, a lot of uh, boxes checked there. Temperatures Monday morning, not as cold. Most of us in the 40s to begin the day. And then in the afternoon, we're in the mid-60s. That's thanks to a weak cold front that comes through Monday morning. Knocks temperatures down just a little bit. Tonight, chilly, clear skies, light winds down to 38 in Austin to begin the day tomorrow. And there's your gorgeous Sunday sunshine and 71, a little bit of a breeze. Hey, I want to give you the preview of the next storm that we've been watching here for the last few days now. It's developing off the west coast over the Pacific. Now you can easily see that swirl of low pressure. That'll be moving eastward, bringing heavy rain ashore, mountain snow too. This will eventually help to increase our rain chances. Let me show you the progression of this through the weekend into early next week. Still no impact on us through Wednesday other than increasing clouds. But as we get into Thursday, the trough of low pressure helps to uh, dig in and bring us some spotty showers as early as Thursday. Rain chances a little bit higher on Friday and a little bit higher still as we get into Saturday. In fact, we could be talking about more rain on Sunday and maybe even into Christmas Day too as that pattern continues to bring us wet weather. At least through Saturday night, the rainfall forecast not that impressive. A quarter of an inch to maybe three quarters of an inch in some places, but we may be adding additional days of rain to what you're going to see on our seven day. For the next few days, yes, that dry, 
weak cold front knocks temperatures down a little bit from Sunday into Monday. More clouds Tuesday, even more cloud cover on Wednesday, but a high of 70. And then those rain chances start to get going on Thursday at 20%, Friday at 40%, and 50% rain chances on Saturday. Winter begins, by the way, officially Thursday night. The extended outlook that does take us through Christmas week and almost to New Year's Eve, wetter than normal. This is KXAN Sports, brought to you by Thomas J. Henry. Nine days away from Christmas, Texas men's basketball got a nice gift. The return of one of their top players, Hendrickson alum Dylan DeSue, who made his regular season debut after recovering from a lingering foot injury. Head coach Rodney Terry, happy about that. Texas and LSU face, uh, facing LSU in Houston. Excuse me, first half. The steal from Dylan Mitchell, the windmill jam, puts the Longhorns up. 12 to 5. Then a little later, Tyrese Hunter to Dylan DeSue alley-oop for the layup plus the foul. Those are his first points of the season. Then DeSue with it again. He misses off the glass, but Dylan Mitchell right there for the rebound jam to put Texas up by 12. Max A. Smith gives it over in the corner to Tyrese Hunter, who drains the three. 19 points for Hunter. Texas had 56 points at halftime. That's the most this season they've scored at that point. And then Dylan DeSue inside for the layup right there to put the Longhorns up by 13. He had 17 points in his return as Texas wins 96-85. Even though he was excited for his first game, DeSue wanted things to progress naturally and take what he could get. I didn't um, try to go out there and, you know, be greedy or force anything. Um, I kind of just tried to let the game come to me. Coaches called some good plays. Uh, my teammates found me, so it was good. Well, for a guy that didn't have a summer, didn't have a fall, and has only practiced a week and a half, I mean, big time. You know, having guys that can step up and get things done, he's a guy that's played, you know, over 100 games and, you know, came off a stellar point end of last season and uh, was hungry to get back out on the floor. Our training staff, Warren and Corey, those guys, have, uh, they've done an incredible job, you know, getting him back to this point right now. And, uh, um, you know, we're excited about having him. In addition to scoring 17 points, DeSue was a perfect 9 for 9 from the free throw line. He also had a career high 5 assists. Texas will host Texas A&M Corpus Christi on Friday at 2 o'clock in the Moody Center. All right, college volleyball, Texas seeking back-to-back championships. They've got one more to get there, and it's tomorrow. A preview in sports continues after this. Keep it here. As hard as it, as it is to win one championship, it's even harder to win two, especially back-to-back -back seasons. But that is on the table for Texas tomorrow when they face Nebraska for the big trophy. To get to the Final Four, Texas got revenge against Stanford, a team who beat them earlier this season, and they defeated Wisconsin in the semifinal. Now they'll get to seek revenge against Nebraska, who beat them in their last meeting in the regional final two years ago. If they win tomorrow, Texas will have five national titles, and no matter what, they'll end the season in the top 10, which to this point has been 17 years in a row, the only program to do so in Division I. It's been a journey for head coach Jared Elliott, who described what it took to get to this point. When I took this program over, we were 10 and 18, and um, I got my lunch handed to me a lot of times. And I just remember our first victory that we got, and then we got a second victory, then we finally got some final fours and national championships. So it's been a process to get this program because they were the one in the lead. They were the one that was everyone was trying to model off of, and um, I'm super proud of of what, where we've come. Um, I'm glad that they're still a premier team because we need that. Um, but this should be a lot of fun for, for all the fans involved in, uh, across the country. All right, college basketball, Texas A&M and Houston 
in Houston today, a part of that showcase that the Longhorns were in. Second half, Wade Taylor draining the three-pointer to tie it at 63. A&M was down by 11 in the second half. And they, so they wanted to complete the comeback. Under 40 seconds left, though, Jamal shed to Emmanuel Sharp for the three-pointer for Houston, back up by five. But A&M not done yet. Hayden Hefner, Wade Taylor. Taylor, what a day for him. He drains that three-pointer to bring them within two. He had 34 points. Then with 12 seconds left, Taylor shooting the three-pointer. He misses it, but Henry Coleman gets the rebound, and he's fouled. He misses the free throws, and Texas A&M falls to Houston 70-66. to Thank you so much. We've got a quick update to the breaking news we brought you earlier in the newscast. Police say they responded here to Barton Creek Square Mall this afternoon after one person was shot. We've learned that person was taken to the hospital. Police say this appears to be an isolated conflict. It is not an active shooter situation, but we do have a crew on scene. They spoke to a person who said he saw the shooting happen. Three guys jumped on another guy and were beating him up, and then a guy went in his bag from about 20 or 30 yards across the courtyard and fired two shots, and then they all took off running. But the one guy got hit in his arm. They took him off in the ambulance. So, At last check, police tell us they do not yet have anyone in custody. Police say the person who got shot has some minor injuries. Two other people also had minor injuries related to evacuating them all. We'll be following this story online at KXAN.com. We'll also have more details.